0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey Blue Jackets fans, happy Monday. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jay Foster and if you are a first-time listener or a regular listener, doesn't matter, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I super appreciate it. Locked on Blue Jackets is and always will be free and available on all podcast platforms, and like I say, if this is your first episode or your 250th episode, then I appreciate you. So we've got a couple of games. To talk about today. Uh, one was very boring and ended badly, and the other one was a little bit more exciting and ended much better. Um, even though I think it was the the worst of the two games, so we'll we'll start off by looking at the the Anaheim game, uh, a two one shootout loss. Um, so you may remember from the preview episode, I talked to Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks about the a little bit of, of a prediction for that game um and i was right on one thing and very wrong on a lot of things um i predicted a shootout i also predicted a blue jackets win and sonny milano having three points uh and those last two things didn't happen so i guess i'll take the win um blue jackets open the scoring uh, alexander texier with his ninth of the season retakes his position at second on the team in goals, which still seems bonkers. Uh, that line continues to continues to fly. Robinson and Corrali uh, getting the assists on that. Um, not too long after, though, Isaac Lundström scores to tie the game unassisted. Just a real... Just a pretty... A, just a very strange... A very strange goal. Um, but nevertheless, that would be the last real hockey goals scored in this game uh, because there was no goals in the second period, no goals in the third period, no goals in overtime. Uh, eventually, it went to a shootout, which um, the Anaheim Ducks would end up taking. Uh, goals came from uh, Trevor Zegras and Ricard Raquel for the Ducks and Jacob Voracek for the Blue Jackets. Uh, we also had Bjorkstrand and Texier and take shots and Troy Terry also took a shot in the shootout for the Ducks so not a not a supercharged offense that I kind of predicted I was like yeah it's gonna be a 6-5 game uh nope both goalies phenomenal um Mosleykins one goal on 25 on 26 shots uh Gibson one goal on 34 shots uh no power play action to speak of um the Ducks had one attempt. We had two. No one scored. Uh, face-offs. They won. Um, but for for a game that didn't have a lot happening, uh, I actually thought this is one of their better better games all season. And like, yeah, it's disappointing to not get the win, but it's uh it is a December game against the Anaheim Ducks. You know. Um, yeah, winning would have been nice, but I'm not super mad about losing a game in a coin flip. You know, because that's what the shootout is. I've ra- I've ranted about this uh, several times before. You know, I I can't get mad at losing in a shootout. It's frustrating, but it's also it is what it is. Like like I said, it's it's a, it's a skills competition. It's a coin flip. You know, three inches to the left and we win that game. Uh, I know that Texier said that he had a broken stick on his shootout attempt and he didn't realise until he'd already started the attempt. Um, so, you know, if he doesn't have a broken stick, then maybe we win that game. It's, it's a game of inches. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, like I said, I liked I liked the game. I thought it was decent. Uh, didn't really have a problem with any of it. Uh, I thought it was one of our better-structured games uh, for the most part uh, we outshot them which is the first thing the first time we've done that in a while uh, I would have liked us to kind of keep the edge in face offs but sometimes a goalie has a game uh, and I mean in this case it was both goalies having games uh, aslekins and Dan Gibson were both fantastic um, and we didn't get a Sonny Milano revenge game so honestly all things considered I'm gonna I'm gonna take the win on that I think. In a minute, uh, we're going to talk about the Seattle game, which has a lot more to talk about, but first I want to tell you about DirecTV. Does it sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favourite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbours' best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on demand favourites together like never before. So you can watch your favourite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I mean, no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And here's the best bit there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is D I R E C T V.com. Compatible to required. Content varies by package. Back to Locked On Blue Jacket. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener, I appreciate you. Thanks for stopping by. Um, So, let's talk the Seattle game. Uh, I... Slept through most of this game, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this game started at 3 a.m. for me, so I did not see a lot of it. So this game, a lot more happened in this game than in the Anaheim game. Uh, first period, kind of a nothingy, nothingy period, and not a lot happened. No goals, no power plays, uh, very few shots on goal for the Blue Jackets. Uh, they got outshot 8-12, to um, but really that second period is, is where things things started to happen. Uh, The Blue Jackets opened the scoring uh, about halfway through the second period. Oliver Bjorkstrand with his ninth of the season. Uh, If he starts, like I said a couple episodes ago, if he starts to heat up, that could be real good for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Jack Roslevic adds his fifth of the season. Uh, A couple of minutes later, Jake Voracek, his 20th assist of the season, which is pretty pretty good. Um, That was a real like, that was just a phenomenal play. Uh, what a pass from Max Domi. Like, that was... He he ended up scoring twice in this game, but I still think that that pass was the best thing that he did in this game. Uh, Roslevic barely had to do anything to finish it off. Gets his fifth of the season. Uh, Seattle gets one back from Jared McCann. Uh, technically from... Uh, I think Andrew Peek. Uh, it, it bounced off, like, his shoulder or, like, his upper chest... And just kind of bounced past Mazlikin's, so like not great, but it happens, makes it 2 1. Uh, And then Max Derby says, I'm tired of this. Scores twice in less than three minutes, Uh, assists to Roslovic, Bean, Björkstrand, and Jenner. Makes it 4 1 uh, with like 25 seconds left in the third period. Uh, It's about now ish that I woke up uh, and was like, oh hey, the game. Uh, so I thought I would watch the third period because why not? Um, and turns out maybe I shouldn't have done that because the Kraken scored three goals in twelve minutes. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, Morgan Geeky, and Vince Dunn. Uh, Schwartzes was on the power play, which I feel like we haven't allowed a power play in a uh, power play goal in a minute. Um, Makes it 4-4 with five minutes left to play. Elvis was real mad about that Vince Dunn goal. Uh, that was probably the maddest I've seen him this season. Um, you know, I've never seen him swing his stick at the at the goal. Like, he's going to break it over the goal post. But he almost... He thought about it. He really thought about it. Um, overtime. Bonus hockey. Yay, I guess. Uh, for the second straight game, we go to overtime. Uh, this time we score, though, which is good. Uh, Jake Bean... Gets the overtime winner. That's his fourth goal of the season. Voracek gets yet another primary assist. I think he has 18 or 19 primary assists now. It's bonkers. Um, so the Jakes, the Jakes connect for an overtime winner uh, with most of overtime left. I think it was, it was like in the first minute they scored. Um, and like on the on the face of it, that's. It's good. It's exciting. We gave okay. We gave Seattle a point, but again, they're in the West. It doesn't matter. Um, and and we won the game. But what worries me is the the fact that we decided that you know we didn't decide anything. I guess, but there was a we had a three goal lead. It was four one going into the third period, and they just couldn't seem to hang on to it. You know, they allowed three goals from Seattle, uh, a team that is not very good. This season, which everyone seems to be surprised by for some reason, Um, but we couldn't hang on to the lead. You know when it almost came back and bit us. We were lucky to score in overtime. Uh, I honestly thought we were going to lose five four in regulation. It had one of those games. Felt like one of those games where there's a where there is a uh, late game winning goal in regulation, but. We didn't. We got the win. Um, lots of things to learn from that game, I think. Uh, and it sounds, yeah, I think it, it's, it always sounds stupid when you're like, oh, well, they lost that game, but they played much better. And then I thought they played, really well, not really poorly. Um, I went back and watched the first couple of periods. I thought they had that second period was fantastic. The first period was fine. Um, but that third period really kind of almost did them in. Um, and I think the Seattle game is, as a whole was much, much weaker than their game against Anaheim, which doesn't make any sense, because Anaheim is a much better team than Seattle. Uh, Anaheim has the most points in the in the NHL, I believe, right now. Well, the most points in the Pacific, actually. Um, not in the whole point. Not points in the NHL. Let's find out. No, they have the most points in the Pacific Division. Uh, good for eighth in the league. So versus seattle who are 27th in the league and at the bottom of the pacific you know so two very different teams when you look at it and it doesn't make sense that we played super well against anaheim makes sense that we lost i think but then it doesn't make sense that we played really badly against seattle so that worries me a little bit uh, and i don't really know what we do about that uh in terms of are we just going to lose or play badly against bad teams all season? Like, is that what's going to happen? Uh, we are playing Vancouver tomorrow, who we... That was kind of the the first game where things really kind of fell apart uh, a little bit, I think. It was that that game we won, but we played terribly. And then we lost, like, four straight after that. Won a game, lost another two straight. I think we got two wins in our last seven. Uh Starting immediately after the Vancouver game, that again was terrible. Um, it was a uh, a four two win against Vancouver somehow they outshot us nearly two to one and we got extremely lucky. Um, I don't know who was in goal for um Vancouver but. We got extremely lucky in that game, and Vancouver just got a new head coach. They got Bruce Boudreaux, who is, you know, by all accounts, a very good coach, and they are looking like a much better team. They're, I think, 4-0 since he started, so this could be an interesting, interesting game, uh, which we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow, I think, Uh in a minute, I'm going to share a little bit more of the conversation that I had with uh, Erica Ayala and Kimmel of Rachel and Rachel Donner of Locked on Kraken, Flyers and Preds um, about hockey culture, how we can fix it, what's wrong with it, etc. Uh, I shared the first two parts on Friday and Saturday last week um, and they've been really well received and, you know, somehow relevant again despite the fact that we felt we filmed them last month uh, and then as of this weekend yet yeah, more stuff has come out about um hockey executives considering blackballing media that covered the the case uh so that's super fun and not at all a sign of a broken culture um so a little bit of that in a minute, first I want to tell you about Bilt Bar. Because the holidays are here, so this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with flavor, covered in chocolate, amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors, you will have a hard time choosing. Are you going to have mint brownie or raspberry, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little bit, and give your beverage a bit of that built Bar flavour. Plus, you have a nice melty built Bar to go with it, but make sure you have a couple of napkins on hand. How about uh, Built Bar Puffs? Do you like marshmallowy treats around the holidays? Then you need to get your hand on Built Bar Puffs. They are light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. And here's the best bit: go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED fifteen, and get fifteen percent off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED fifteen, L O C K E D one five, for fifteen percent off at built.com. Scotts telling to tell you about bet online because they've got you covered all season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues their march to the playoffs the nhl season continues their march to the playoffs Bet online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use promo code locked on or one word to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED on all one word l o c k e d o n at betonline.ag. Bet Online where the game starts.
1: And so, Anne, you hit on this before, and I want to come back to you before getting Rachel you to chime in on this as well. You heard Jay talk about how do we fix a system that was built to be this broken and uh, was built to perpetuate certain people at the top. We know who's at the top right now in the National Hockey League. We know that Gary Bettman has said in as many words that – The Chicago Blackhawks should have known, and if they didn't, that's essentially on them, whilst also saying, but the NHL didn't know. So how are we holding the Chicago Blackhawks responsible in one way, but not the National Hockey League in another? And I I mean, I really would love to get into this conversation. And what does that mean for leadership, again, at the front office of the National Hockey League?
2: Yeah, I think it's a a vain attempt by leadership to sort of pass this off as a, you know, like Jay said, this one team did this. But if you really peel back the layers and you look at something, you look at this, um, the system of the NHL as it is right now, and sexual predators need two things to perpetuate a crime. They need the trust of their peers and those who hold them accountable, and they need power and authority over others. And when you have a leadership structure that is very insular, when you are giving leadership to people maybe based on time and connections and perhaps not on character and merit, you know, Rachel said, this is a very small pool of leadership that they consistently draw from. Um, And I think that when you put that in place as leadership, you lose um, accountability from those who report to you. And when you have a situation where there aren't people, there aren't boots on the ground, you know, for instance, in this Kyle Beach situation, these black aces who were there, they really didn't fall under the coach of the Blackhawks necessarily. They didn't have somebody who came up with them and was with them all the time. And so you have this opportunity and you have someone who holds their dreams in their hands. You know, Aldrich is you know claim to have told kyle beach i have your future in my hands when you have such an insular situation it is absolutely somewhere where problems like this are going to thrive the way to change it first of all you have to change the leadership gary bettman has handled this like a lawyer not like a leader and the nhl needs leadership the nhl also needs a different leadership we don't need to substitute in somebody who has Um, been in this small group of people, let's talk about getting some different faces and experiences in the rooms where things are being decided. Um, Because you want hockey, you know, and, and I choke a little bit when I say this, you want hockey to be for everyone, but it is not led by everyone. You know, and until it is okay, led by everyone,
0: a minute, come a <laughs> <laughs> but
2: until it is led by everyone, it will not be for everyone. Um, and I agree with you, this has to be a change that is demanded from the bottom up with fans, from the top down, a leadership change, and kind of in the middle, here are, are us, you know, kind of the media. And our responsibility, I think, is that we have got to be relentless with accountability, um, relentless with accountability and calling these things out. And the other thing that I think we need to do and we need to be careful of is there are voices in the lee right now that need amplified. Um, There are voices in the league right now that are calling for a change in culture that want to talk differently about racism, about homophobia, about mental health, about sexual assault. There are those voices, but they're a lot of times cast aside, brushed over not amplified. And and we have to find them and we have to amplify those voices because you have to change the language and the conversation. Um, and, and here's the thing. There are some people in the NHL who don't think it's a problem. This is a one-off problem. It's not. It's a cultural problem. And we have to not be afraid that this is going to turn the sport that, that we love. I love Hockey, you know, I came to hockey much later in life, um, and I want to bring people into hockey. The way that it operates now, I have to be mindful. You know, I have a friend who is a sexual assault survivor, and I had this moment where I had to think to myself, is it okay to invite her to a hockey game? Now, she will love the experience, and she will love the sport, but when she hears stories like this, what will that do? You know, and and hockey needs to be better than that, and it can be better than that, but it has to change.
1: Wow, I mean, if my mic wasn't attached to a stand, it would be dropped. <laughs> on the ground, on the I floor, mean, done,
0: just done. Uh, that's all I've got for you today. Tomorrow, I will, like I say, be bringing you a little bit of a preview about the Vancouver Canucks. We'll look at how they've changed since getting a new head coach. Uh, And I'll also share the end of the roundtable discussion with uh, Erica, Anne, and Rachel. But that's it for me today. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets and wherever you get your podcasts. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay. Locked on.